This podcast is being brought to you by the Ultimate Tax Experience. Five, you ain't got them taxes done, man. Now is the motherfucking time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Erica, the tax lady. Make sure you check out the Ultimate Tax Experience. Dot com. Also follow her on IG, U-L-T underscore tax experience. Um, you can make your appointment to come in and see her. You can also, you can also do this thing remotely. You can set up an appointment. Yep. She will set you up. You send her all your documents and you, uh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you um, that she will uh, exceed your expectations. Be sure to mention Hen and Apple Juice for $25 off. Um, again, uh, the ultimate tax experience.com. At ULT underscore tax experience on IG. Again, hand an apple juice, you'll get 25% off. $25 off. Oh, 25%. Uh, $25. <laughs> we, we got we to gotta cap that thing. Look. We got to cap that thing. Clean that thing up. Let's rock and roll. Indulge in a cup of fine Hennessy and apple juice and take heed to some real shit. Yep, yep. You know what time it is. Hen and Apple Juice Podcast. I go by the name of that boy, DJ Ace Boom. I got my lovely co-host with me. Bye, Angelou. What's happening? Yeah, happened? we back in this bitch. It's going down this episode. Uh, special episode. We got the studio audience in this motherfucker. Studio audience, make some noise. We got yeah. we got one devoted juice and one juice that we, we turning over. You feel me, Fire? Making a new fan. We're we making a new fan of the podcast. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, before we really get rocking and rolling, fire, mm-hmm. please let the people know how they can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram and yep. Twitter at yep. hen underscore apple juice. You can visit our website, hajpodcast.com. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at the hen and apple juice podcast. You can email us via our website or via Gmail at hajpodcast at gmail.com. For show. Yeah. I'm going to be hitting that ass for, for show. Uh yeah, man. Make sure y'all check out the website, hajpodcast.com. Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like something always happens eventful over the weekend for you. <laughs> um, whether it's driving uh 30, 300 miles, so okay. four hours. Yeah. Did I do that for you at 80 miles per hour? Uh, um, to go see Bay. That's and- actually still not right. And I don't have a bay. So huh? you 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 keep trying to trap me in something. I'm just saying, bitch. I you, just went out of town because I was stressed out. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't driving four hours to be uh to get unstressed. I well, have you friends. you driving four hours to get unstressed. You I have me? friends in other cities. I'm not doing this with you. All right, fuck it. Um, <laughs> so how was your week, man? Tell us about your week. Um, my week was pretty good. Okay, so I feel like after the show, I went to go see Get Out. How was it? It was great. I got to see it, and maybe we can have some convo about Yeah, it. I went to go see that the day after we recorded. Um, I, I did have a date this weekend. Congratulations. Yeah, that was cool. A Tinder date. It was my first time meeting somebody off Tinder IRL in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Female, and, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, I just make my nail. Um, yeah, she's an AKA. I feel like that's significant because I say on the show a couple times, oh, my God, I wonder if there are any gay AKAs. Yeah. And, yeah, I went on a date with one, and that was cool. I guess it was a date. Well, I guess it was a date. I mean, I think it wasn't. Did you touch a booty, nigga? No, I didn't touch on her booty, so it wasn't a date. Nah, nigga, cause he ain't feeling on the ass. It ain't no real date, son. So because I didn't touch her booty, it wasn't a date. Did you touch her thigh? I did. 
I just hugged her. Oh, nigga. No, y'all should have just uh, uh, FaceTime, nigga. That's all, nigga. Maybe, maybe it was just a friendly gathering. Yeah, that was just a FaceTime date. Y'all, y'all we could have saved y'all cream. money. We went to the place you and I went with uh, Erica, LJ. Why um, am I getting that feedback, son? We went to Jen's in Croc City. Oh, Jen's in Croc City. Super yeah, she dope. paid for her own ice cream. I don't think it was a date. Why am I getting feedback though? I don't know. Are we starting over again? We're not. Um, okay. Maybe because I let you hold my my mic. Oh thing my god! You have really during homecoming, and then I never got that shit back. So. You gotta cut this out. Uh, I didn't break your stuff. But anyway, I had a date, and that was it. Um, yeah, that was really it. That's all that happened. God, that feedback is bothering me. Maybe it's LJ. His phone on his uh, yes iPhone. Yeah, yeah. But normally it's like a buzz. But anyway, so that you was don't it. hear it. No, I'm here. I hear you. Hear LJ? I also maybe because maybe it's me. I mean, I got the I got. I mean, we we got sound here too. Yeah, um, it's probably you. So that was that was the highlight of your week. That's what happened. Yeah, I think so. I ain't mad at that. Um, so for me, I had a pretty interesting week. I um uh, coming home. Well, that is that is LJ. It is. I think so. Oh, it's still happening. I hear it. I don't know. It, it could just be me. No, no, no. I'll, I'll let I'll let Fire listen, and then I'm talking. So tell me if you hear what I hear. Don't you hear like an extra crackling um, based on the phone? Okay, it is LJ. <laughs> Shit, I don't I don't know. Put your phone on airplane mode. But I know that that'll mess some things up for him, Fire. Oh, he, he got stuff popping. Communicate, just communicate, hey. Um, this only happened when we use the wireless mics. That's why I need to get that thing from you that that um that let us plug in all the all the cords, oh, the corded yeah, mics. Yeah. I think um, he still has it too. Nevertheless, so uh I was coming home from work one day, right? Mm-hmm. And I cross a train track every day. Never see a train. Never see one. So um, you know, buses have to stop at the train tracks. Yeah. Uh check both ways just because of how long the um the bus is. Well, right after the bus did that, I just keep going. Um, and a train, for some reason, the goddamn, uh, what you call the things that come down? The, I don't know, the arms? The arms didn't come down. And a train is coming towards a you? A train is coming towards me. That was nothing but the devil. Scared the absolute shit. So then I started thinking about, and all this happens in a split second, of course. Um, but then I started thinking about how you hear that myth of, your life. You can't cross a train. A, a vehicle will get stuck on the train track if a car was coming, just because of some type of frequencies. Because the you know at this point, the train. Some trains run uh, based on how it is. It's all engineering, and so some of that can shut down a motor on a train track. So what I, the fuck? Wait, you never heard that? Just stop right there, because you are blowing the fuck out of my mind. Seriously, Say you no, never heard that? Never heard that. I thought. Have cars- you ever heard that? That that. Uh, so, yeah, like when a train is coming and a car and a car try to cross the train track, sometimes it can shut down the motor for some reason. I don't know if that's been a myth, but that is what I've always heard my entire life. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's why they always say, "Don't ever, don't try to, don't, don't try to gun ever it. try it. No matter how how far away it looks, don't ever try it." Oh my god! Yeah. So so. I can't even. I I have never heard that before. Yeah. So your car is on yeah. the track, and the yeah. arm didn't so come down. The, the arm didn't come down. I thought so. The bus went by, and I I see a train coming, but because the the, the arms didn't come down, I didn't think it was moving. Mm. I thought it was just right there. Boy, was I wrong. This motherfucker is going. 
So now I'm too close to back up, right? Because now the red lights are finally, the, the, I swear to God, all this is happened so quick. Now the little red lights are starting to come on and look oh like the thing. Oh my God, is, and your car is to the point of no return. So yeah. You either got to gun so it. I got to go. And hope your motor don't shut off. Exactly. So I just gassed it. And you you know I didn't have some transmission work. <laughs> <laughs> your car was like, uh. <laughs> so you know, you know I had to drop a drop a, a refurbished transmission in the MC about, about four or five months ago. So, so I pushed that bitch. One day. So I pushed that bitch, and he didn't give me that oomph that I wanted, son. So what happened? It ain't, I mean, it, I mean you it, didn't die. Yeah, it, it, it jerked, and then it went. I think yeah. I pushed it too hard. That's what happened. That's so what I, happened. I pushed it, and it, it was like a split second. But you know, like sweat came. Yeah. Like that quick. Yeah, fight or flight. Yeah, and I, I finally I got through, and then it was obviously it was a cart because after you go to the train tracks, you come to like this four way. So you had to swerve over out the car. Swerve. So I had to swerve to the other lane. Then I see I'm on. I'm behind South Atlanta Road. I don't know if that helps you out. It in. does help me. Okay. I know exactly where you yeah, are. Yeah. So I'm behind South Atlanta Road. Um. So now a car is coming. So the only thing. There? That's the way I go to work. Oh, okay. Um. So the only thing I can do now is swerve into the neighborhood, which I did to avoid all the foolishness. It does. Nigga, this shit was real. I, it, it's. Yeah, that's crazy because I've never, I didn't know that motor <laughs> that engine thing great, could happen. I didn't know because one time I was on a train track. Okay. Same, similar situation. The arms were coming down, but I was ready to go. But there was cars on the other side of the train track. So if I gunned it, those cars are going to block me. So now sure. I just kind of pull up on the track, not knowing this magical motor shutdown I shit. don't know I don't know if it's a myth or what, but that's what I've it's always been told kind of like as a child, like. Like nigga, this this shit is is real deal. Yeah, I mean, I'll never look at a train track the same. Mm, that's interesting. So that was my week. I had to DJ on um, when was that Saturday? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went out to dinner on uh, on Saturday as well. We went to uh, Houston's. Oh okay. Um, it's a little couples thing. So uh, we ate good, drank. Who all good. went? What were the couples? Uh, all these people. Yeah, my wife and I, of course, and mm-hmm. Robert O'Neill. Oh okay. Yeah. Wonderful people. And like I said, like after you go out and you you get a good meal and you get some good drink in you, you thinking shit, I gotta get this nightcap popped off. You're gonna get some sex. <laughs> Nigga. It I didn't think, happen again. Man, Who went to sleep? Me. Ah, that shit is prevalent, is, nigga. I need it. This is disturbing. I'm telling you, like, we had babysitters lined up. Oh, this shit was so, it was so Gucci. Like, it, it wasn't going to get no better than this. This is terrible. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, late dinner, you know, looked a little nice. Ate good, niggas. Niggas was staked up. Uh, we we was drinking good. Oh man, the we had. Thing is, Ace Bone keeps falling asleep. It, yeah. So I come home. I'm in my mind. I'm thinking on the way home. I'm you know feeling on that. You know why we had the feeling on? Why we at the booth? You know I'm on I'm on that I'm on that guy right now. You know I'm <laughs> I'm turned up. Jeez. I, I got I got my hand through there. You oh know? My, oh my God! Wait, you finger popping your wife at the dinner table? Nah, cause she had on like the leggings joints. But, but you, you rubbing I'm, the I'm, cor- oh, I'm caressing. <laughs> I'm caressing. You ain't you don't you don't like getting hey, caressed? Hey, hey, hey! I, hey. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Hey. Um, oh, because it's, because yeah. it's my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm caressing. <sighs> so nigga, just imagine how good I'm living life right now. I got this big ass steak, sautéed spinach, broccoli going crazy. I'm Manhattaned up, right? I yeah. got I'm drinking Manhattans. We having good conversation. Your finger we on laughing. 
uh, my finger on that guy, all that good stuff. So after we eat, you know, we closed out. Tab was like two fifty. But so just you and your wife? No, me and my wife. I, I picked up the tab for everybody. Oh, okay. So me and my wife. Say, actually, actually, no, nah, actually, it was like because we had, we had some drinks at the bar too. So it was like two eighty, whatever the case. Okay. They left the tip. I picked up the tab. So, um, so I get home and I'm thinking, I was like, you know, I'm way home. The guy, now I'm about to go in tonight. But the closer I got to the house, the more fatigued I got. Yeah, that liquor started. To so she bring got out. Down. She got out, and I was like, first of all. It took me forever just to get in the house. Jesus. And then once I got in the house. It's over. Nah, I'm asleep. That is we'll, terrible. We'll do this another time. You're terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> How you going to be? And then I bet you in about a week, you'll be like, man, I ain't getting no ass. Man, blah, 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 like, blah, I, blah. like I said, it's usually it's usually on me. Yeah. At, at this point. On your birthday, you ain't getting no ass because you fell asleep. Oh, God. That was some of the best 10 hours of sleep I ever got. Nobody needs fucking 10 hours of sleep. You crazy I'm going to keep rocking with that point. Nobody needs that much sleep. Nigga, that shit was fucking magnificent. So anyway, uh, that was my week, man. Um, very dope week. Um, now, last episode, we we had some people that have never heard uh, the R. Kelly <laughs> song, right. uh, You and Me Chilling in the Tub, baby. Yep. You and me chilling in you, the tub. You've heard that before, right, Mel? Oh, ha! Jesus. That's fuck. what I'm talking about. I can't. I right. can't believe it. it came out in, in 98. On um, some mysterious double album. <laughs> nigga, the R double album was 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 fucking uh, magnificent. One other thing, right? So I take my lunch every day because I don't like going out to eat. I don't like spending the money at lunch. Wisdom. And then um, I don't like losing that time of productivity to get outside the office if I don't have anything planned, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I pack my lunch every morning. And this morning, the refrigerator was just scarce. So I take some. Um, the refrigerator was what? Scarce. What is it? Scarce? Yeah. Or it could have been that data data shit. Refrigerator was scarce. Okay. Right. Um. So I looked in the pantry. I see some uh some fucking uh Ruffles sour cream and onion chips. Okay. So I take about a good handful, put them bitches in a container. Yep. And I said, shit, I need something to go with this. So I take a <laughs> a, a, a a bun, hot dog bun, and throw a hot dog in there. Right. So I, that's my lunch for today. And I, I'm at work. I go get lunch. I put water in a bowl, put the hot dog in there, put that bitch in the microwave for a minute and 20 seconds and make me uh, warm up me a hot dog. And my wife was stressing to me how ghetto that was for yeah, me to cook a hot it dog is. at work. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm looking at you like it's like so many different layers hey. to your bougie You have a terrace, but you're going to warm up a hot dog in the office? Nigga, what I, I you all you did was put the water in the in the little Tupperware, put the hot dog in that minute twenty five seconds, boom, drop that bitch in the bun. Martin's potato buns. I'm very particular, um, very particular about my buns. So it's a great bun. You drop it in just one little strip of mustard, no ketchup on hot dogs, and you're good to go. What, okay, you messing up on a few levels here. Don't you it. don't put ketchup on your hot dogs? No, I don't put ketchup on hot dogs. What else don't you put on your hot dogs? Like, do you put chili? I will put chili, but I, I put uh, chili, mustard, relish. I'll do onions. What did ketchup do to you? I don't know. I just don't like it on hot dogs. I don't think it's supposed to be on a hot dog. I don't put it on a sausage dog either. You know, it's just no, no. You don't need it on the sausage dog. You don't need it on you the just sausage. mustard on the sausage just mu- dog. You just need mustard on a hot dog as well. That's very strange. So you think that was that was on some other shit? That was on some some hood shit? He yeah, up a hot you dog should be work. ashamed of yourself. Okay. 
Absolutely. I mean, you if, might as well if I'm just... in the wrong, B, I'm in the wrong, but I didn't see nothing wrong with, with me trying to feed myself for lunch. You, somebody said, struggle meal for lunch, $300 meal on dinner. <laughs> see, but don't that make sense now? That's why I'm pay- I can pay the $300 meals on dinner because no, most... No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make sense? No, it doesn't make any most sense. Most people will spend 10 to $15 on lunch a day. So you're saying you're saving up for these extravagant meals. But I barely go out to dinner. Just balance the shit I mean, out. No. I don't know. You could have got you a Marie Callender's warm-up guy. You and that, you could you you might as well have just taken some potted meat and put it on some crackers. That's what you're saying to me. You don't eat hot dogs. No, I eat hot dogs, but I'm saying I wouldn't warm one up in the microwave at my job and eat it on a struggle huh. bun. No, it's not a struggle bun. Like these buns are, are very uh expensive as also compared too, to other buns. I can only eat hot dogs with all of the everything. Oh, okay. You like chili coleslaw. Oh, you got relish. you got Yeah, not me. I love hot dogs actually. I'm just going cuz just in case my best friend listen, she going to be like, "Okay, bitch, you was on that show flexing." I am a huge fan of hot dogs. I'm I'm, I'm with everything with it. on it though. I got you. Anyway, I'm rocking. Yeah, with you it. should be ashamed. Did we talk about your week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. I got a question. Go for it. Because I got I had this conversation with my homegirl and I legit felt judged last night. Okay. So you you do this and I often am concerned. Okay. So she's telling me about her Sunday night mm-hmm. and everything she's done to just kind of chill. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, so also to just don't be a f- like don't be turned off by the use of recreational drugs here. Okay. Because it's just a casual thing. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with you, your drug use. Okay, but even st- okay, so she was like, I talked to her, and she's not making much sense, and I was like, Ah, oh, you turned like what's happening? Yeah. So she was like, Oh no, I had a few glasses, um, a couple of glasses of wine. Yeah. And I smoked. Okay. And I took a Zan. Okay. And I was like, What's wrong? Yeah. So then she was like, Nothing. And I was like. What no, so like what's the occasion? Yeah. Like are you celebrating something or like why are you this lit? Yeah, or yeah. is something wrong? Sure. I was like, cause you know, we're getting to know each other. So I'm thinking, is like, is everything all right? Or is this, this Florida Bay? Is I don't have a bay in Florida. Okay, go for it. Okay. So this is my homegirl. Right. So I'm like, is everything all right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, not, what you don't just, you know, get fucked up by yourself? And I was like, Absolutely not. Hmm. And so then <laughs> she was like, What? And I was like, like, tell me what you did again. Couple glasses of wine. Yeah. Turned to be couple is two. Turned out to be a few glasses of wine. Three. Okay. Sure. Smoke. Yeah. Then took a Xan. Jesus. So I've never taken Xanax. And she did all that by herself? By herself. So I was oh. like, what the fuck is going like, is everything all right? Yeah. And so then she was like, so you don't get fucked up by yourself. And I was like, no, not like not unless something's wrong. Hmm. Like one time I drank a bottle of wine by myself and my friends had to come and help me. You know, I was I was in a bad place. And so I was like, I don't have anything like I'm not doing stuff like that. So she was like, but you don't understand what Zan does. And I was like, no, what does Zan do? So she was like, it's like it brings you down from all of that stuff. Like if you're feeling drunk from the wine oh, and maybe So it too balanced high, her out. Yeah, too high from the Jesus from Christ. the weed that that like balances it out. And I was like, yeah, but nah. So she was like, I don't know anybody like you. Like we don't have anything in common. We're never gonna understand each other. Wow. And I was like, I don't know anyone like you. I was like, when I t- I said only one person I could think of that gets drunk by himself and goes to sleep, and that's Ace Boom. Yeah. 
And I was so she's like, so you go, she's like, you say when you live by yourself, because now it's different. She's like, you live by yourself. It, you don't have anything to do. You've done all the work you need to do. You don't just say it's a Saturday. I'm chilling. I'm going to get fucked up by myself. And I was like, no. That's so odd. Like I say, I'm going to call a friend over and we'll like, I'll do it with one other person. Like we just in the house and we chilling, but it's never by myself. But I'm also like saying my group of friends, we just started being okay with having more than one drink by ourselves in the house. Cause that, that seems kind of depressing too. Like you just in the house, you're like, yeah, I just drank a fifth of Hennessy. Like, what the fuck That's, is wrong with you? I, I don't know. I guess we we beg to differ there because I'm okay with just drinking by myself at the house. I That's, know, nigga, that shit is relaxing. So when you say it that you did it, I'm thinking, hey, spoon must really be going through something. And I pray for you those times. Do you? But, nigga, I appreciate your prayers. But my at dog. the end of the day, apparently nothing's wrong with you. No, I'm, I'm just, just being I'm just at the crib. Yeah, I'm just at the crib having a drink, several drinks. Yeah, it is what it is. So, okay, so you're saying I'm kind of like being a stick in the mud here. Yeah, you are. Holy you shit. You got to get over that shit. Let that, let that you shit too? Audi- studio audience, is it just me? People are talking. Are they talking? What, what are they saying? You got to get on the mic. That's what, right there. Um, We got uh, we got, we got got two studio audience members. Uh, of course, y'all know my dog, LJ Shotted in the building. Yep, yep. Uh, Mel is here. We live, baby. What what the um you know that <laughs> we live, hey, baby. Hey, baby, we live, baby. <laughs> Fire Angelou, that's the one, baby. Hey, hey, Peter, hey, Piper, hey, Pepper. Hey, 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 we live, baby. Baby killing it. But no, okay, so uh Jace to answer your question, no, she was not born in the eighties. Um that's a hell of a ride, uppers and downers. So See, I don't, I don't understand the, the, but I mean, I guess I don't know what is, what is liquor. Liquor is a downer. That's why okay. when you got in, you went to sleep. Okay. But to the weed that she had was. But now sometimes you, you want that liquor, you want that liquor in you so you can get the LD. What's limp dick? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you sometimes, sometimes you wanna, you wanna bang out with the LD. Look at it because it lasts longer. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, your focus is built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Everyone you ever, you ever fucked the guy drunk? The LD, yeah. Though. Say what now? Everyone can't perform. Everyone can't LD. perform with the LD. Ooh. But hey, you gonna win some, you gonna lose some. That's the good thing about being married. The times I lose some, it don't matter. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nigga. We'll try again. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You missed the weed with the look though. I don't think you lose. Well, see, I. I but of course, you I don't, don't need to do that. Yeah, I don't smoke, so I don't know. I was I supposed to bring you that brownie. You was supposed to bring me that. It definitely had weed in. I was hoping to drug you. Oh, uh, this nigga, it had weed in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I was like, only bring it if it doesn't. Yeah, have, that's why I was like, gotcha. doesn't have drugs in it. You was like, gotcha. I was like, all right, cool. People be asking me, like, they be like, oh, I love, I love brownies. You think I'm just sitting around baking brownies? <laughs> Who the fuck? I don't have any kids nigga, around. Nigga, this is this is the big meat of the edible <laughs> game we got in this motherfucker. It is going. We'll, we'll link up. It is going the fuck down. So, okay, so people just get fucked up in the house by themselves. People just get fucked up in the house uh, by themselves. You know what? Um, you know what else happened? Hmm. Well, we got a great show lined up. Uh, I know we already into it. We're gonna get into some good shit. We're gonna talk a little bit about the burning sands as well. Oh shit. Um, especially we got two other Greeks in here, so I like to get their perspective. Oh yeah, it's only right. Um. Man, so I'm at I'm at this I don't know I guess a little leadership conference, 
And blacks naturally segregate themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at a table. I'm the first one at the table. I'm chilling. Black lady comes, sit down. Hey, can I sit with you? Sure, nigga. Sit down, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're chatting it up. We're chatting it up. Next thing you know, other black person come, sit down. They see. This is the black table. This is the black table. Yeah. And then it just happens. Mm-hmm. And so then, because I'm always, I like the diversity piece of groups. You get up and walk away. I started to, but it had already started. So then I'm looking like we're at the t- we're at the table, and then all the other nationalities are blended in at the other four tables. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. Um, but then I was like, "Damn, why, why, what made you come sit over here?" And she was just like, "I don't know. I heard it's a real thing, though. Like that blacks naturally want to gravitate towards each other. Yeah. Uh, in a um in an open environment. It was just weird to me." That's you never seen that happen before, or you like always question when it happens. I always question when it happens, and I'm always trying to be the one to break up the. Yeah, the, I always the hate you in yeah. that event. Yeah, because like so, I mean, of course, there's a book called like "Why Are the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria?" Mm-hmm. So it's basically like minority culture thing. Like even yeah. though there were other, like you said, minority groups there, but black people feel like, oh, you're safe. So even if it's not a spoken thing, you it go was there. it was it was dominant white, but I mean, there were some Asians there, whatever yeah. the case may be. So when someone calls it out, like, oh no, you know, we don't, why are we all together? Let's go diversify. I'm thinking you don't say nothing when a bunch of white people sitting together. And I guess maybe because that's the just majority. seen as the norm. Right. That's the majority. But anytime somebody, I'd be like, no, let's get some more black people and let's all sit over here. Yeah, yeah, that's, we, I yeah mean, we got a club and we talking about you. That's that's some fire Angelou shit. It is. It absolutely is. But if you think about it, we don't question anything anytime other people do. Yeah, we don't. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, but it wasn't an Asian table. I thought you just get up and walked away, though. That would have been. No, 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 no. I ain't ain't (laughs) doing it like that. But usually if I see a group of black people already at a table, then I'll go to another table um, just to try to diversify a room. Right. That's always. Uh, GB just asked the same thing. I did. He said white folks do it. Why is it shunned when we do it? Well, be, white folks are the majority. So it's okay? Ca- no, it's not okay, but sometimes you really just don't got a choice. If they're the majority in a in a setting, then that's what it's going to be regardless. Right. Like, if even if it was reversed, if you're at a, I don't know, international MPHC conference <laughs> or some shit, obviously it's going to be more niggas at a table and, and probably the, the 12 to 15 Caucasians or whatever. Uh, they're naturally going to gravitate towards their table as well. I would think. So you think all the white people would sit together? Would you? Would you wonder why they all? Why they not mingling with people? Mm. I would. Yeah, I would, but <laughs> I, I've never seen it happen. So it's you know it's tough. Like if all the white alphas, all the white deltas just start sitting together, I'd be like, oh, they planning a revolt. <laughs> they about to take over. This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we lie, baby. Hey, dang it, baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, officially went down this week. Uh, we got a lot of shit popping off. Um, more importantly, uh, the main topic of conversation, I guess, amongst my immediate circle, Fi Angela, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess some of yours as well, um, those who are a part of um, the Divine Nine, the the Black uh, Greek letter organizations, as well as some of those who were not but understood the experience, all kind of offer their opinion, insight, and uh, and take on uh, the Burning Sands, the Netflix documentary. Um, that was done by, I think, a Q. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you go to school, LJ? Howard. Okay. Q from Howard, drawing it up. Um, I think so. So we'll just get into our opinions, our takes. Um, first of all, 
I'm going to go on record and do this, and this is something I've wanted to do a long time. And I kind of hinted at it, uh, I guess, a few episodes You about back. to denounce your letters? No, nah, I ain't going to denounce oh. my letters. <laughs> Come on, son. I was like, take this opportunity right now. Go ahead. No, I, what I'm doing, I want to sincerely apologize to those brothers when I was, quote, unquote, super alpha ace boom that challenged the system and wanted to do things a different way. Mm. And I just was not for it. I sincerely want to apologize to each and every one of you. My thought process has changed completely since graduating. Um, and unfortunately, it took a film. It, don't, it didn't necessarily take a film, but a film like The Burning Sands kind of highlights some of the things that, that were done by uh, pledging. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to pledge, cool. Uh, would I pledge again? Hell no. Mm -hmm. That was a one-time thing I, I, I was going to do. Uh, and, a, and a part of me sat there while I was watching uh, this film and was like, why the fuck did I, why the fuck did I put up with this? Right, isn't that always the question? To be a part of this. You know what I mean? Like, and then you got those bros that go too far and don't get it. Um, and, you know, they just kind of in it for the main thing. So I want to sincerely apologize to those brothers, and I won't name names, who challenged the system and decided to go another route uh, to become a member of our fraternity. And I know I have personally said some things that were, uh, that were unpo unpolite and uh, unbecoming to a quote-unquote alpha brother, as, as we will say. Um, so I'm offering my apology, and some of them I've already spoke to way before this, um, because what I end up finding out, those of us who, who pledged uh, my fraternity and some of those who didn't and some, some who kind of got weeded in and out of the process, whatever the case may be, a lot of those guys are still, are still active, still financial, uh, <laughs> and still everything else. And I, out of my – it was 10 of us. I, I bet less than 30% of us are, are active or, or financial. Just mm -hmm. I'm just speaking on my line. So um, there's more to the being a part of the fraternity than just undergrad. But obviously undergrad is, is, is kind of the highlight right? Uh, with, with why you do it. But I did want to offer my, my apologies um, to those brothers um, who are now brothers of fraternity and still very active in doing the work of, uh, of the fraternity. Um, so I wanted to say that. But just with regards to the movie five, mm -hmm. spot on. Yeah, fucking flashbacks. A hundred percent. That's that's LJ shot it talking. We'll get his opinion. Um, I could I could identify, and I won't go into the the, the ins and outs of the, the my particular process, but I could identify with every single step in that movie. Yeah, it was it was almost eerie, and it was almost to the point where, like. You know, I, I put up with this to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and I love my fraternity 100%, but when you look at it, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was mostly I was mostly embarrassed. Like that's yeah, what, yeah. That, I, I think I, I used that word as well. Yeah. I was embarrassed. And I don't that's think you can point. be embarrassed unless you can see truth in it. Now, like, you know, I had the conversation with a bunch of people because uh, I, me and my line sisters had the conversation 
males fraternities pledge process is very physical very physically violent i think women pledging is very emotionally violent gotcha you know say some shit like oh i'm a fuck your boyfriend or you ugly or some shit like it really get it gets at your self-esteem and and probably really (laughs) fuck their boyfriend legit you know what i mean so it's like i know for sure jesus but no no and yeah yeah and all in all sense you know i I really do know where that's happened right and so Uh, that part is kind of like disturbing and i think because you don't see a lot of depictions of Greek life that are as vivid as that was. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, Stump the Yard, but that's, like, all right, that's, like, Disney Greek. Yeah, sure. But then when you see that, it's, like, ah, because now that image is put out there. Yeah. And I, I don't I mean, I can't speak for fraternities, but there was a lot of negative stuff, stuff that happened online, but there was a lot of positive stuff, too. And in that movie, I didn't see any positive, like, no, very you, little. You saw the positive. What was the positive? The camaraderie and, and the bro- it was it was certain scenes. They that- got the hell week. No. He didn't even know his name was Ernest. No. Talking about that was fiction. I think the that's line? the yeah certain things you okay. you probably didn't you probably didn't get, but like we we just talking about the movie. Fuck it. Um, you you developed a sense of trust for your brother, mm-hmm. and like one of the big things that happened that only certain people will understand. It's like when one guy is getting hit, getting his ass beat. Yeah. Another his his LB comes and pushes him out the yeah, way. Yeah, you bump. I get it. Because he he so that I mean what yeah, you're sure. doing all you're doing is developing camaraderie and that's right. that's just a, a a part of it. Yeah, I get that. I don't and I don't want anybody to think that part is lost on me. But there are other parts of like I think the best part that I saw in the movie that I was going to get at is the fact when they reached out to their profiles, when they reached out to the people that had crossed before them yeah. to see what it was going to be like. And I think that's the part that was the most positive part that I saw the camaraderie and protecting each other when you getting your ass beat. I get it, but, but that's still associated with the extreme violence. Yeah. I'm talking about like the overall benefits to being in a fraternity. That's I don't not think that, that was, was not depicted. the movie. The movie was the burning sands. Right, the process. Yeah, the movie was about the process. The process it was raw about. and uncut. But even, yeah. even, even, I mean, even in our uncut. process, I had the opportunity to form bonds with my profiles. Yes, it was about for, forming, forming bonds. And I'm sitting here with one of my profiles now. Yes, it was about forming bonds with your line sisters or line brothers, but there was also a part in my process, I can't speak to everybody, yeah. where I had the opportunity to, outside of the haze, form a connection with people who had crossed before me and you know, for years, and back I, to like '90s. I think for the movie, they highlighted that yeah. the best way they can. But the movie was focused particularly on the, the pledging danger. process and and really the last week of the pledging process, which uh, I mean, commonly known as as Hell Week, right? Um, yeah. And and so they they tried to bring that in. Yeah. And I thought they I thought they did a f- magnificent job. It was so relatable every every piece of it. And then what. What really got to me, I used to take pride in saying, um, yeah, ain't been no ace cross since uh, since I came through. Yeah. Like, it took four years for another ace. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to take pride in that shit. So I was, quote, unquote, kind of a part of the the problem of what they were trying to highlight within the right, film. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was a great film. I was disturbed when, like, they, like Buddy knew that he had the fractured rib. His profites knew, supposedly. Then they get to Hell Night. And I thought he was going to be the one. I mean, spoiler alert, if you hadn't seen it. Yeah. But I thought he was going to be the one yeah, me too. to die. Like, yeah, me so too. it was 
a great plot twist yeah. when, you know what I mean, something else happened. But I'm like, God, because it's just all those body shots. And I'm like, uh, good. That shit was intense, right? Yeah. yeah. That, shit intense. that shit was intense. It was a lot. But no not one. that anything I hadn't seen before, but it was just a lot to yeah. see it depicted on film. And yeah. I was like, whew. But I think that was the point of the film was yeah. to show what happens if it gets out of control, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I are, when it gets out of control, yeah, when it gets out of control, because we, we, yeah, yeah, we glorify going through the process. All of us in, in here done pledged, so yeah. we all be like, yeah, man, you ain't pledged, you ain't do nothing. Yeah, but when we all went through, we all took that same risk that yeah. they took. Yeah, <laughs> so it could willingly, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Uh, it was up. To, it's also up to the individual who's going through the process. So you got to take some responsibility for your actions on your own. Yes, it's different in undergrad, but I get it. We can say that now. Right. But when no, I was no, definitely a power to, dynamic. No, because I feel like when I went through, I had some things go on, and when 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 my body changed, I was like, "Hey, it was going on with me. Y'all just gonna have to wait." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, right. Like you got to be a man first. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to be honest. Yeah, you gotta be honest because you're not superhuman. People want to suck it up and be strong, and you have all that pressure on you to get through the process. Listen. The part that was and really like, determined. Just the don't thing. drop. Just make sure you're there. Do you some sit up some people? Your health <laughs> Y'all don't is the most. It's number one. Thing. Your man. health is number one. Y'all don't understand. Man. But then at I, some point, I feel like old boy trying to tell the dean. You know, like you don't understand stuff with stuff different. You know what I mean? That was the part that got to me. That the fact that faculty and staff were complicit in what was going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, we know it happens, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> it happens very prevalent. It, that's it what I'm saying, the fact that they showed that. Your not, professor knew... The police was in on it, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> police I think, definitely knew. I think that kind of happened to everybody. Yeah. Well, I know it happened to, to, to us, like, well, we were scared shitless. Uh, but, you know, just what happened, this nigga was a mason, so he got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He fucked with us for, for a minute, but, you know, he got it. So... We had a capital that would show up all the time. Yeah. So I'm just like, come on, man. It's it's I thought the film was great. I thought it it, it shined a light film. on on the process. And whether you agree with the process or not, I mean It's a decision you can make in your life. You don't have to do it. It's a decision you gotta make. Um would I do it? I already said I wouldn't do it again. Oh no, I never do it again. No. It was just yeah. one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what what was so dope to me, I'm I'm telling you, this movie was so relatable for me because I can remember my my certain things they were saying like the anxiety when it gets dark at night but my man said it just I, I just get anxiety when it gets dark at night. i just remember i remember going through that like when it's starting to get at night i remember going through that the ringtones from when the bros call yeah, yeah, yeah. the ringtones from when the how that shit used to make me feel even man, to I, this day when i, I hear certain chants <laughs> when i see bros sing certain chants that shit still kind of in a good way now it's still kind of giving me like the, the chills and shit um that knee jerk compulsion to answer the phone or you, you oh had to answer God. the phone. I just I thought about every time his phone rang, I went back to when I was online and yeah. the fact that my line sister still talk about this to this day. I that's when people had minutes. Yeah. So my profiles were still caught. I yeah. was over minutes. Yeah. But I still had to answer yeah. the phone. I got offline. My cell phone bill was seven hundred dollars. What? Ridiculous. That shit just got cut off. That's why I got the number I, I got today. Yesterday. <laughs> seven fifty. That shit went off. It was who I had at the time. AT and T. Just yeah. you can have it. Had that little Blackberry Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I ain't paying that. My cell phone bill was crazy too. I had to get a new. Because not number, answering the phone was not an option. Yeah, it was not an option. And so we could, no well, option. I ain't about to go into unless I was near somebody who could. I'd be like, let me call this person from yeah. your phone 
But sometimes I was not near anybody. And I, I was the ace, so everything kind of went through me. Goddamn See, text messages. I was, I was tell, so. No, bump that. The phone was off. That was it. See, man, it was. Got cut off. You the ace or the tail. Because I didn't want to take those consequences. Like, I had to call somebody at 624 every day. It didn't matter whether I was over. I was like, if you could just make it to, what was like, at the 8 o'clock, yeah. calls for free or something. I was like, can we move it to 824? Please, please, I can call you. We can talk all day. Then she got on the phone. She just talked. I'm giving it away who I am with the 24, but she yeah. just talked all the time. I'm like, God. just it I just, I just thought the movie did a, a magnificent job on Great shining job. a light on the, the underground process. And whether you agree with it or not, and, you know, Greek, Greeks are interesting at times because they will devote uh, a lot of energy into their specific organization. Mm-hmm. And um, even so much so, what's the show Cat was in? Oh, uh, Sorority, Sorority Girls. Girls. Oh, my God. They flipped the fuck out over that. Yeah. And, that, I, and my thing is why? And I guess because I knew Cat, I was like, wait a minute. This show is really... What? Nah, I was bad. with that. Like, I was signing petitions. I was on that but shit. Why? Yeah, I, I didn't mean, get it. Why? I was on it. Because it's why? on VH1? Because, number one. No, no, no. Not even VH1. But, well, because VH1 and Mona Scott and what her representation is. But I feel like we do a terrible job. Like, if what we are is supposed to be a sacred, and a lot of it that's supposed to be secret now, it's on the internet now. But for, I can't speak for anybody else. The members of my organization that were on there were saying information that you should not be saying on national TV. Now, granted, you can say what you want to say, but if you are going to be you're, a representative. You're talking about more uh, person, like history that only the sisterhood should know. Right, exactly. Okay. Now, if you do now, a I Google search, that. you could dig it, but they were, there were things that they were saying. And, I, you know, the representation, nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? I went on another podcast representing Delta, and I was cursing and things like that, so people may find fault. But it's the information they were saying. I, knowing I that, that they, And so I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And so we tried to handle it internally. We tried to talk to those sorrows and be like, and they weren't with the shits. Yeah. And there was no co- there was no course of action because they weren't financial. So it's not like you could suspend them. And they was already turned up. They already turned yeah. up. So it wasn't nothing we could do. But I do have a question I want to ask y'all related to this that I think is a natural derivative. Because I think I was talking to um, Precious from Delta Row about this. Concerning underground process versus walking process. Now, we all pledge underground because just mm-hmm. by virtue of when we cross. Mm-hmm. But I have always been of the school of thought that pledging on on top walking lines was like it's the bet no better option because when you take for me when you take things underground you create a nature of a an environment of complete secrecy where people can do anything in the dark that they would not do in the light and so like my point was for you get that person who's now bringing you in and they saying they did this this and this online they big bag you know say Q online on you know on the yard but then you saw them the semester before on a walking line you know, being weak, falling, being the weakest one online. So he can't pretend that he was big Q almighty when you saw him in his process being weak every day. So he can't have the course of action to take it too far like some people do. Yeah, so I guess I can, I'll respond to that twofold where as the older bros that I knew that were a part of walking lines, Mm -hmm. they was doing the underground shit too. Yeah. Yeah, like. The, the walking lines was, was just for face, you know. Right, because, I mean, I think they started, they went back and started doing some stuff like that at Savannah State. Some parts of the process, 
on top where it's allowed. Now I don't know how many people actually recognize that they could do that. But like, just talk, say if I was talking to like Shed, right? I did my practicum in Greek life for my masters. And he was talking about, so they were all, you know, for you know, all the fraternities, Kappa, Alpha, Q, they would all leave set and they would all go hang out behind Wally Wilcox and say, damn, what happened to you tonight? What happened? You know what I mean? It wasn't such an air of secrecy because in secret you create all kinds of, you know, this is what I did in my process, so now you got to do it. And it just becomes worse and worse over the years. See, Where if things were more transparent, you wouldn't have that what's called hyperbolic exaggeration. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, um, although that might have been taking place. There was still underground. Oh, the underground was, was worse back then. From from what, obviously, you're going to exaggerate your story. Right. But I couldn't, imi- I couldn't imagine literally being pledged in the open throughout the day mm-hmm. and then at night still being pledged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get you that. You know what I mean? I just think it's some of the drastic things that happen, you know, to some people, it, it you know, and they're – underground pledge process I, I remember we were it was our hell week we were like exhausted and one of our advisors was like y'all think this is something what y'all are doing at y'all probate on april 28th we did every day in front of king fraser student center every day of hell week and you thinking you praying you you up here nervous and upset about one day yeah we did this every day. I'm like, all right, you know, that was also <laughs> 1977. What, um, <laughs> just going back to the uh, to the film, what what was a, a big big thing for me? And this, I mean, it was real life. It was like, uh, the dad kept reaching out to the son. Yeah, and the son was like, you know, obviously his mind was, I I just got to get through mind Ugh. over matter. Yeah, my whatever whatever the quote was, I think you it was know it was over. mind up mind over matter. So he was, I just got to get through. I don't, you know, I'm trying to stay focused. I don't want no distractions. Um, my girl from everybody uh, hates Chris. Mm-hmm. With the turquoise and yellow up there getting fucked in the opening scene. Oh, you talking about little sister? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was Chris <laughs> in the oak getting banged up. Wow! Everybody, hey, Tanya. What's her name? Tanya. Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. I didn't recognize that till somebody said it on Instagram. Yeah, Tanya getting banged out in the opening scene. Jesus Christ! Terrible. Um. So what was important about that for me is I I remember, like, because text messages really weren't popping back then in '04. So I just remember my dad calling sometimes. He calling the wrong times. Like I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. And it was one night. Well, I reached out to dad, like, dad. Yeah. And my dad was like, you know, he's so, he's blind to what was going on. He's like, what, they, they making you cook dinner? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, you, you know, because that, that's his perspective. He's seen school days. Gotcha. You know, they okay. making you knock down the wall? What's, what's the right. deal? He said, they make you knock down the wall? You know, you just knock down the wall. You just, so that, no, it's that, like you don't get it. That's his perspective. Yeah. And I'm just like, dad, I'm almost done, but. This has been a very trying process. And he was like, I just don't get it. What's the? And I was like, he was like, well, let me just pray for you. And I swear that prayer was was kind of what got me over the hump. Because after a while, I guess for, for us, um, it was a select few of us who got caught up in some bullshit and started even before the school year. Mm. So, I mean, you thinking you get out when you graduate May. So you thinking about late May through november december whatever what you you get exhausted and you're like he's over this shit these niggas fucking lame like what am i doing right but then you get you're so in 
in into the process. You, it's so late. You, I can't stop. You got. You can't go back you, now. You, that's why I felt my man was like, I'm too. I'm in too deep. I yeah. can't stop. But I, that's what I like about the process. I feel like it teaches a life lesson early, mm-hmm. and you don't get to. You don't understand it until you. You know, you get out of college and you might take a different route. I mean, fire. I'm sure you've been through as being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You, you step out on on that faith, and you say, okay, well. I can't turn around. I done step. I'm too Shit. far ahead. ahead Boy, don't don't I mean? get me to crying. No, but I, I just had a moment. The other, like that's, the how other at, that's how I look at that process. It's, I, it's, it's I get all it. A process. I'm look. I'm 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 a fan. I'm a fan of 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 the process. Um, I'm not a fan of everything that Being took physical. place. Um, especially during my process. And what's so crazy is, uh, my bros that were that came out before me. They gonna call my process weak up and down. Yeah, that's you know how they're That's what yeah. they gonna do. They gonna call Cal my process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know all this, all this other shit. So Whatever. so fuck them. I'm talking about how, how it was for me. Um, but I just remember calling my dad. Yeah. Because I think I had reached out to to Bernard. I remember Bernard was there. He let me call his cousin Jay. Because it was it was one of those times like nigga. Because we had lost bros. Mm-hmm. We you know like in that old man fuck this. I beat all these niggas at. <laughs> They, you know what I'm saying? I ain't doing it. Some people get to that point, like yeah. nigga, I'll fuck all y'all up, and then they be through with it, right? So we had some, we had some people like, nah, this the fuck, this shit wrong. And that turned to a chain reaction. You'd be like, yeah, shit, he did it, yeah, right. So, so we, he went the other way with us. So we had a few that that kind of that kind of left. They um, leave. See, we seen niggas say, I beat all y'all niggas ass, and then try it. Yeah. <laughs> so we we at that time. That what you gotta go through. At that at that time, we had some big ass niggas in the frat too. It was it was just a, oh, it was just an intense process. Um, I'm a fan of the process. Right. I'm a fan of of learning the knowledge. Like I told you at one time, nigga, I was super alpha. Like, right. Nigga, I was gonna be general president. You know, what I mean, all that shit. You couldn't try me on shit. Um, but that was at at one point. But. I understand the physical, but then I used to want because of what I went through. Yeah. It's like, now nah, nigga, I went through this hurt to get here. You gonna feel this hurt too. Yeah. It's just it's such a strong culture, especially once you're in it. And I, let me I'm so fucked up from just being in the whole Greek life thing. I, and I felt a tug at the end. So even and this is how I was like, this is traumatic. Yeah. Because even yeah. at the end when Buddy died, I kept thinking, Damn are they gonna man. cross? Cause right. now they done did all this for nothing. Yeah. But right. I'm thinking somebody is dead, yeah. and you yeah. asking the question like, are they gonna cross? I'm thinking. But that's real though. But I'm thinking you did. You went through all of this, and I'm thinking, well, then how could they even want to be in that organization knowing that somebody has been killed? Cause I, I had to go to the hospital when I was online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it wasn't a thing where they was like drop her ass off and be gone. No. It wasn't. It you wasn't can't like do that. that. That was fucked up. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a part of nothing like that. I just had hey. real bad allergies. But, but I just had, had real bad allergies. But see, when we was coming through, I think that the it was 04, the 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 whole um Robert. I think his name was Robert Champion. The fam you joint was popping. I think that was 04 or five. Maybe it was after we came over, and so it was it was it was a trying time. Yeah, I mean you hear about that stuff, and we used to get emails. All the time. Right. All the time. This this happened at such and such chapter. You know, just throwing it out there. Although our advisors knew, they tried to not know, but they knew. You know, they they knew what it was. Um sound on them. It was very interesting. Overall, I thought I thought the movie was great. I me personally, 
I think it should be shown. Um, they still do the Greek weeks, right? I yeah, I'm so. sure. yeah. I think they should show that to kick off the Greek weeks, or do it just maybe the, the beginning maybe, of the school year. Yeah, maybe that's that's probably a better thing because you know we don't necessarily do rush, right? Um, but you know, my homegirl was like, it absolutely assured me that I never want anything to do with somebody else's process, like with the haze again. Yeah. And I was like, two on top of that, I'm just like, oh, it's a I'm different. I'm going to touch on that in a second. Because it's a different time. Like, you know, and I'm treading real lightly here, but it's a different time. I No one should, and I said this to people before, don't ever ask me to be involved because not only is it stupid and I got real things to live for, um, outside of that, it's a different breed of people. Cause when I went to when I went to our rush and Geo came and said, "Hey, pledging is illegal." Blah 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 blah. I'm thinking he has to say that. Everyone has to say it. So when I may or may not have gotten a phone call to be somewhere at a certain time, I'm thinking, yeah, we don't have a choice. Like we got this is what we do. Yeah. But now they hear that pledging is illegal. If something, if someone contacts you, call this number. And they so gonna call that they number. They call that motherfucking number. They, they gonna call that motherfucking they call they, number. You call them, you be like, hey, be here. They be like, no, 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 because someone said that you should not be calling me. And I'm like, that's why. Yeah, but I'm calling you. They be like, well, I'm gonna document your number and I'm gonna so give tough. you. A, I'm gonna tell on you. Uh, no, I will see you on the other side, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it's so tough on that vetting process. <laughs> That vetting process. You don't, you don't know me. But you don't. Exactly. You don't that's why know it's so me. tough. That And that's why I was saying at the beginning, like, it was so tough and people I'm thinking would be down. Kind of kind of was like. You had a scary feeling? Kind of was like, nah. Mm-mm. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? So me, super alpha at the time, 100% for the process, maybe too much. I'm like, nah, it don't work like that. And so, you know, you create this additional, change in time. additional friction. Um, so, it's so it's so hard to vet. It's so hard to vet them. So that means, so I, you know, I'm conflicted because for me as a student affairs professional, that means that they have done a great job at weeding out people, say like you and I, mm-hmm. who are like, no, you're going to pledge yeah. and you're going to be there. You know what I mean? They have done a great job at weeding us out of the process and really indoctrinating these kids with, you don't have to go through that to be in this organization. But then the other side of me is like, well, nah, because I work. Right. Yeah. It's like giving a trophy to. Yeah, you ain't no, you can't skate in this bitch. I feel yeah. like it's like giving a trophy to, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody get a trophy. That's that new generation thing. When I came up playing ball, you only got a trophy if, if you won. If you yeah. won or, or the runner up. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's I tough. always I just talk shit about the K's and they post pledge, but um, I I, re- know. I know, but you know what I'm gonna but say. But I, I, I told some, you on that grad chapter shit. I'm a fan. If you Delta pledge grad, if you pledge grad chapter, or if, if you post pledge, that means you really want. That means you really want to be <laughs> a all, part of it. Yeah. That's just my opinion. You, you, shout out to the K's who post pledge. Uh, Savannah State. I know. Ain't no way in, in four hells I post pledge. I already got my letters. <laughs> Nigga, nigga, fuck you. But I don't know. I don't know. Because, I, you know, the thought process. I say, that, seen, I say that now, though. But. I've seen people who, you know, just come in and, and, you know, not to reveal too much about Delta, but our legal process is thorough. So it's like, but still I'm thinking, yeah, but I did, you know, kind of both. So it's like to see people come in, my thought process has been like, okay, you don't know what it is to to work before these letters. So when you get in the chapter, if you are met with some type of wall and trying to put up a program, you don't know what it is to lean on your line system to pull this favor, to lean on this faculty member to pull this favor because you just kind of skated your way in. But then I have seen evidence of people who I know they in my face 
you know, duck walking and talking all this about what they did at night. And I know you ain't did shit. Yeah. And I've known, I, I know about you. I've known for years. But we still cool. Cause at the, at Are the they workers day, though? That's my, at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. Hey, at the end of you the day, hard, you financial, you putting on, you putting on, pro, now your that, program. And that's what I was getting at. A little iffy though, you know what I mean? That's what I was Somebody getting at. Somebody didn't teach you something. Some, right. Sometimes but, uh, you get those. You, just, you working, you, you trying. You can't just be a t-shirt. Where you're like, you got to either work before to get it or you got to work after gonna to maintain it. You're going to put in that work after. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You'll yeah. get respect that way. I respect it. I respect that's anybody tough. who said, you know what? Nah, because I mean, even in my organization, you is you know what I'm saying? It's too much red tape now, so yeah. you don't want to. So when they get crossed, you say, well, what you going to do? How you going to put on? And then, you know, they do what they do. You like know? A Spoon, I had to go back and apologize to a group of people. For me. I ain't apologizing for nobody. Me. I didn't do no, it. it, it, I, couldn't it, it, it for, no, I couldn't speak for my losses because, you know, yeah. some people in the chapter still have bad blood. And oh, they, a lot of girls in my chapter my still, still kind of feel like that. For yeah. me, I mean, I look, I commend them on kind of going against the grain. It, it is what it is. Uh, for one, I still think they they uphold the values of our our organization of my organization. I still think they do the work. <laughs> now, whether in their head they probably saying, "Yeah, we just didn't wasn't dumb enough to do, you know, to take on that that physical abuse," whatever the case. But it is what it is. I wanted to offer my apology because I can relate to one of the brothers, the the pro fights, mm-hmm. you know. It was that movie was so relatable for me because I I could relate to both sides. DP, I felt like he should have did more. He, I kind of empathized with him, but I, I felt was, like he should, he should have protected them at the end. I was waiting for him to do more. He was a good DP, if you ask me. Hell no, no. The, the bathroom scene, he didn't have the shower a, scene. He didn't have a oh, the, oh, the shower <laughs> scene. He saved his life. He saved his life. Yeah, but that was one time. Hey, I mean, sometimes you, you can't get you one can't, chance. And I know you can't save them all. Nah, yeah. that thing was trash. He didn't Man. have much of a backbone. Like he was okay when yeah, Buddy when they realized he yeah, had the hairline no, fracture. No, 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 no. no I yeah. can't say that because remember, remember when Big Man was about to about to break my man back with the powder. Yeah, he, he was like, "Nigga, you lost no your bad DP. You lost your goddamn mind." He was bad, but I think he could have. You know. Hey, let me tell y'all something about being DP. You you got. Twenty other bros in the chapter with all this testosterone who feel they should have been DP, yeah. and it is up to you to control that process. And that's why you were put in that position. And control those egos, and that's why you're put in that position. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And I remember being man. I don't want to incriminate myself, man. but people have been in positions. Statu- I get what you're saying. Man. Nah, nah, nah. I know. But I think he could have done a better job. That's all I'm gonna say. He could have done a better job. It is what it now, is. Now I don't know. Maybe I, it's I was different a with men. Like, yeah. That's it. <laughs> hey man. All in all, what's your take on the movie? Five. What you I think? thought it, I thought it was a great movie. Great movie. Terribly embarrassing, but I think if we're talking about depiction and and accuracy, I think it was a movie that everybody should see. I think anybody considering yeah um, pledging a Greek uh, fraternity specifically. Um, a part of the Divine Nine should watch this movie. What you what you think, LJ? A uh, great movie, man. I I suggest anybody you know who thinks about it, who has pledged, or even if you didn't pledge, watch it, man. I mean, it's still a great movie. Uh, and the director did an awesome job. Yeah, I'm fucking with it. What you think, Mel? I thought it was a realistic um, portrayal of the process, and so you know, I definitely um, just give them their props for just being honest with yeah. it, being transparent. You I know, think the transparency was good. Awesome. Authentic, authenticity. In that movie. It was very insightful. Right. You know, um, 
I still was waiting on some things. But <laughs> we, we keep we keep I'll asking them. I'll get over. I'll get over that. We yeah. keep asking them not to make a slave movie, and then they finally do, and then we say, "Oh, don't show it." What would you? I mean, if I was the filmmaker, I'd be like, "What do you niggas want to see?" Right. I get it. Um. So that's that, man. Make if you haven't seen Burning Sands, it's on Netflix. Make sure you check that shit out. Uh, Fiden switched up a password and shit on the kid. Yeah, I definitely did that. <laughs> I Damn, wanted, I wanted to mention nigga, that. I had, wanted to mention. Hey, you had the fam hurting in here. Yeah, I wanted babe, to. Babe, what's the Netflix? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> PD in this bit like, dad, dad. I want to watch Super Why. This motherfucking fire angel. I'm a what? Let me tell you how I got. I got slick mad. So everybody talk about Bernie Sands and my line sister group me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then my line sister says to another line sister not your wife but another one says uh oh i want to watch it but i don't have netflix so then someone else who makes let's see a lot of money she's in the in in the three in the six figures sure she says nobody has netflix uh just bum off somebody who does Jesus and i'm Christ. thinking it is six motherfucking people on my account right now <laughs> and i work part time i work 17 hours a week and these people i'm paying 7.99 and 8.99 so, for so hulu and netflix and then i got fucking hbo go and i was like some of this shit need to go so i, t- I canceled my hbo you can get my shit and so i said i'm gonna leave we'll do hulu. We'll, we'll swap those out okay right? i said i'm gonna leave hulu and netflix and so i was like i'm just gonna i ain't texting nobody so i started getting a text hey did you <laughs> What happened with the Netflix? No response. Somebody just called upstairs. Your wife was like, somebody called. I'm pretty sure she's asking about that Netflix. Jesus I ain't Christ. giving it out. My I'm, old I'm, boss on my net. Our, our profile is on my Netflix. I'm fucking this with guy, it. This guy. And let me tell you what really made me mad. What was that? I go to watch Burning Sands. It's somebody halfway through it. <laughs> I said, oh, rewind, log out, change oh, password. Shit. So I was like, yeah. That's fucking that made hilarious. me feel good to be it's that petty. Down. Y'all sleeping on that fire stick, though. Oh, the fire stick crazy. Yeah, we got, we got, got the fire stick down here. But see, the same fire thing. Going down. I'm a when you get the fire stick, somebody's account is linked to that Netflix, right? So I thought, what if, somebody, what if my account is linked to about 15 fire sticks out here in the world? Change password. Fire stick going down. You got five times this week? <laughs> yeah, I do have something to say. Do you really? Yeah. It happens every goddamn week. Yep, yep, you know what time it is. Five time brought to you every week by our guys, triple whammy sauces.com. Uh, at Triple Whammy Sauces on the IG. Make sure you go visit them right now. We got that re-up. We got you upstairs. Yes. I got you taken care I of upstairs. I started to come by and pick it up yesterday. Uh, make sure you go to TripleWhammySauces.com. When you're checking out, please input hen and apple juice. Uh, you'll get uh, 25% off your order. That's Straight like that. We back in the game, B. I'm ready. Honey mustard mixed with the all-purpose going crazy on the chicken. When it was warming up for a minute, I thought, I'm going to get me some ribs, and I'm going to put... That uh, you know, honey mustard all purpose together on them ribs, and then, stupid it, then it's about to fucking snow tonight or some shit. It's definitely gonna ice. But anywho, what you got? Yeah, it's supposed to ice tonight. So, two things, and one I don't want to speak on because I don't have enough information. I'm not even one thing. Y'all have really got to stop, and I want y'all to know that I'm only speaking purely from my opinion and it's conjecture only. Uh, but y'all really got to stop this uh. Studs being pregnant shaming. You gotta cut it out. Because so there's a 
a page that, or there's a girl who's a personality, Instagram personality, YouTube personality, and the page is Damo and Chrissy. So Chrissy is the feminine relationship, Damo is the stud. So Damo wanted to have a baby, right? That's something she's always wanted to do. Now she has, she went through, she was posting pictures of her being pregnant and it's a masculine girl that's pregnant and the people always got something, got something to say. Now I know that's never gonna change. Then there's another one, there's an interracial couple, and I can't remember their names, but it's a white lady and a, and a black lady. The white lady is the masculine, the center one, and she carried the baby. They have two kids. The, the femme lady carried the baby first, and then the um, white lady is carrying the baby now. And I just, you know, you see those pictures where people pass it around because they think it's funny. But on some levels, it's just kind of disturbing because in any time that I have been with somebody in a relationship, there's always been someone who's more masculine than me. And my thought process is that, yes, I want to carry a child, but that person is just as woman as I am. And even if they did want to carry a child, it doesn't make them any less woman, but they also want to carry a child. And I just would hate, and I know it would happen, and so there's nothing I can do about it except for make myself a recluse, but I would hate if I was in a happy marriage relationship and my partner was masculine of center in any kind of way and she was pregnant and then now my partner or whoever is being passed around like oh my god she want to be a man but she pregnant what the fuck is going on and they go into like some trance jokes and I think again I recognize that there's nothing anybody can do about somebody's opinion especially when it's as close-minded as that but just be cognizant that just because someone is masculine of center or a stud or butch or however they want to put a label on it does not make them any less of a woman. It doesn't mean that they are any less feminine when you talk to them. That is just their outward expression of how they're dressing. So for people to, I think, you know, I love Jess Hilarious. I think she made a comment about it and I guess it was flagged. And so Instagram made her take the picture down. But she had made a comment about Damo um, being pregnant. I think she just had the baby. I don't really follow the couple that well, but I've seen enough pictures of masculine and center women being pregnant and being shamed uh, or made fun of that it's just kind of like really annoying. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I was going to mention, and I want to find a comment, is that uh, I think Chimamanda, the author of uh, Americana and then uh, Everybody Should Be Feminist, um, she made the comment she posted a video where she was saying that trans women, even though they are now women and she accepts they're fully woman, that they were born men. And so for most of their life, they live life with male privilege. So she can't really say that they have fully gotten the experience of being a woman because for most of their life until they were able to align their gender expression with their gender, period, that they had male privilege. And so someone made the comment and he said, and there was a whole debate about it, and I don't really answer Facebook debates, but I wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. He said, yeah, it's not hate slash problematic if I don't view you as you view yourself. So I'm gonna repeat it. It's not hate slash problematic if I don't view you as you view yourself. So I kind of let it alone and I kind of read it over and over again, but I thought it is kind of problematic, but it's all about a matter of perspective. So I wanted to get, you know, the people who are here, y'all's opinion on that comment. Um, and so the big, the biggest pushback, and um, shout out to my homegirl, Dion, who said this. So he said, it's not hate slash problematic if I don't view you as you view yourself. So she says, says the white person who calls us niggers or the president who thinks immigrants are rapists or people who think Muslims are terrorists. So basically, 
he's saying how he's saying how you view yourself. If I don't agree with that, that has that's not me hating you, and it's not problematic in any way. And she's saying there are people who view him as a black man, as a nigger, or less than because he's black, but. And that would be problematic. So I want to get y'all's opinion on it. Tough to have comparables in that particular situation, but LJ, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to see if y'all agree or disagree or have any opinions on the statement. It's not hate slash problematic if I don't view you as you view yourself. Um, I'll say this. This is in reference to, to just being just the stud, the pregnant well, this, stud. It's almost two separate things. So the stud thing, I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. But his this comment was in reference to trans women. So he's saying basically, if you see yourself as a woman, but I see you as a man, that's not hatred, which I can agree. And he's also saying it's not problematic. I think it is problematic. If I tell you this is how I view myself and you refuse to view me as such, even though I'm telling you that. So I want to get y'all's opinion on it. Mm. Okay, as a as a heterosexual male, I'm gonna look at you and say, uh, you're still a man, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what, you know what I mean? That's what you were born as. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think it's gonna be problematic because I ain't gonna have no problem with you. Mm-hmm. Your your choice of how you decide to live is your decision. Like, it ain't gonna make you know Jay Z got to align what you eat don't make, make me shit. shit. Yeah, you know, so I don't have to deal with what you gonna have to deal with. You know what I mean? So, and, and you also have to ha- be. Uh, I think you say this word a lot, empathetic sometimes mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going on in that person's mind. Sure. So uh, it's, don't be so quick to judge. You know what I mean? Um, I'm gonna still look at it. I mean, sometimes I because some people do it. You know, and it's and I look at it as you know. It fucked me up because I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah. You know, especially the way they, you know, trick people. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you, I, I, me and a, one of my best friends had a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. And um, it would, it probably wouldn't be so bad if the transgender community would uh, let you know that up front. Mm-hmm. You know, openly identify. Yeah, openly identify yourself. Like, hey, look, I've, I've never ran into it. And I'm pretty good at kind of, Calling it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had any situation. Thank God, I ain't never had a situation like that. That's a tough situation. Ooh, that's a tough situation. When but, should um, they say something? Bef- like before y'all are about to be intimate, or like day one? Like, hey, hey that, my name's Monica. I was born a man. Yeah, like I mean, because it's just like everything else. Women always say, "Oh, well, give me a choice." People get mad at lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you get mad at lying, you and you don't tell me that you are transgender, you have lied to me. You have not given me a choice mm-hmm. to make the decision. Because, That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Let me get. Let me make that decision. That person might be already into that freaking shit. <laughs> True story. <laughs> now, what if but, I'm completely? What if I'm completely post-op? Like. What if I have, like, you would never know unless I told you. You still going to know because what if that man want to have kids? You're going to eventually, like, whatever you do, whatever's done in the dark going to always come to the light. So mm-hmm. what if that man falls in love with you and he says, okay, I want to have kids. And then that day you say, well, I can't have kids because I was born a man. Yeah. Then what? That's going to fuck yeah. you up. Good point. Mel, what you, what you got? We'll circle about uh, um, LJ in a second. I feel like everyone is entitled to their own opinions. For sure. And personally, it is problematic when that individual is being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Which you know individual? I mean? The one who identifies as such and wants to be identified that way or the one who is looking at the other, like looking at me? Like which one is being disrespectful? The one that's that's looking at the okay. transgender okay. individual. 
Um, that's when it's problematic mm-hmm. because people they get really um, just hateful and abusive, mm-hmm. and we've had so many transgender people that have been killed. Right, right. Over this, so that's a huge issue in society. You know, so at the end of the day, we should respect humans. Yeah. And, and leave that's, it at that's that. That's it. And leave it at that. Yeah. You know, I don't have to like what you're doing. I, I don't have to agree with your lifestyle. It's not about me. You know, I'm just supposed to see you as a human being, be respectful. And I, you know, would hope that you respect me the same way. Right. Sure. Um, that's it. We don't all have the same mindset. Right. We don't. Because so, I think, oh, go ahead, Ace Boom. No, I was just going to say, so I, I I agree both with LJ and Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things LJ just said was, it's not going to be problematic because I'm, I'm not going to have a problem with you. Um, as you know, I, I, I talked to Fire about this. I don't know if you all knew, but one of the main reasons I got involved with the, um, with the LGBT community last year because I wanted to understand a little bit more about, I'm, I don't know if I would say I wanted to understand, but fire was my motivation a little bit. You know, I was like, you know, let me find out a little bit more. Let me volunteer a little bit more. So I had the privilege and honor of like sitting on a, a board and I was considered like the straight ally. And within that crowd, it was like uh, a trans, uh, transsexuals in there. And so what was the the dope thing about it was I was like, you know, given a situation, like what's 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 your deal? Like, how do you communicate that? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, it depends on where we're at in the situation. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty much up front. If we're just having drinks at the bar, having a conversation, it is no need for me to tell you what it is. Is no need at all. If we're just having a conversation, if this is nothing else. Uh, is no need. If we exchange contact information, and 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 we're having a, a conversation, and it's a pretty good conversation, it was hey, I'm bringing this up, you know. So I guess I guess it just depends uh, on, on on whatever flavor. So yeah, I mean, because I think too the issue with like self identifying and when you do it, sometimes it's just not safe. Like if you think like I think this year. Well, this says uh, seven transgender women have been killed this year already. And I think there was a situation because I wrote about it in my dissertation where there was a a woman walking down the street and a group of guys tried to talk to her. And because, you know, there's a certain level of financial privilege with, you know, being able to fully get the gender expression that you identify with. So I guess from behind you, they thought that this person was uh, a cis woman. So she turns around and they realize that she was a man at some point or whatever and, or born male and like violence ensued because now I can get they that. feel like, Oh my God, this is an insult. And all I'm doing is walking down the street being yeah, myself, but because yeah. now those men felt their masculinity and whatever was yeah. jeopardized by them yeah. trying to talk to another man. Yeah. That's a thing though. It, yeah. That's, it turned into, it resulted though in her being killed. That's a, le- that's a legit thing. Whether the reaction was justified or not, but that is a legit thing. So you, you don't want to talk to another man if you're, if, if you're not uh homosexual. But I guess the fact that you are so affronted by it and offended that it leads to so much that it needs leads one to you want to hit me. That's what I said. The reaction killed. may not be justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the surprise is there. Nigga, the surprise? You you fucking with a another nigga? It's a dude. Fuck that. Like just trying to talk th- on the street though. Nigga, 
fuck. I don't think it, it doesn't warrant death. I mean, just like but it's, Mike Brown. What, what happened with Mike Brown right. didn't warrant death. You right. know what I'm saying? But it's something that's going to be like, nah, But it's going to fuck with you, though. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to fuck with it, you. It's going to, yeah, I mean. It's, I guess as long as you know, like, I think, um, what's, what's my man from the, uh, who seen the Black Beatles? I'm, I'm drawing a black. Me, uh, Ray Shrimmer, Shrimmer, Shrimmer. Ray, Ray Shrimmer. Uh, yeah, he, he, he took a picture. Scat. Yeah, he took a picture yeah. with, with old. Oh, with, no, you with, talking about Sydney. Oh, you got to yeah, know now. With the transsexual, right? Who, who's yeah. Who. And, <laughs> and his thing was, he's like, man, I can't believe I did that. He's like, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to take the picture. It was the fact that I didn't know. Right. right. But he said, he, but in his, in his dialogue, he said, I didn't have a, a problem with taking the picture. It's yeah. What that person did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm so saying? They, so they kind of made it a thing. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're dating. Like, yeah. man, you know what I'm saying? You got now, at, at the end of a day. At the end of the day, you're a dude. You cannot cross that line with a dude who does not roll that way. You can't yeah, do that. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? And, and you and if you do, you got to understand it's gonna be consequences to that. That's absolutely tough. My dog it's LJ crazy. shot it in the building. Man, what's your um? What's your IG mail? I meant- Melly it's like, J ninety nine. We got at Melly J ninety nine in the building. My dog Fire Angelou is in this yeah. bitch. I go by the name of Ace Boom Zero One. Uh, five time again. Brought to you by our guys Triple Whammy Sauces. Make sure you go to their website triplewhammysauces.com. Uh, insert hen and apple juice, and you will get twenty five percent off your order. Before we close out the show, I'm going Nikki in the mix too. Fire. Yes. Old Nikki. Yes, you got to. I'm doing. I'm doing this for you. Sick yeah, go old Nikki because new Nikki did. Come on, man. I'm what fucking with. Her, what was her response? Somebody again? turn this mic up. <laughs> turn her mic up. Too. Sick of y'all oh. shit. I'm I'm fucking with new Nikki, but we're going old Nikki in the mix. Um, before we go, I think we mentioned it the past couple weeks. Um, that I am uh raising money for multiple sclerosis and the awareness of multiple sclerosis and the disease, and we are privileged to have someone who's uh who's directly affected by this and fire is indirectly affected by mm-hmm. it. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Faya is indirectly because her sister, uh, mm-hmm. sister, right? Yep, my sister. Her sister uh, has MS. Um, so it is important that we need all of our juicers, um, the thousand plus people that listen to us on a monthly basis. Um, we will post a link in the Hen and Apple Juice bio, um, but we really need y'all to donate. But we want to tell a story um at Mel is 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 here. Um, she's affected by the the disease. So we're gonna have we're gonna close out the show about ten minutes of conversation with regards to this. So Mel and Five feel free to comment. LJ feel free to comment uh, as you as you wish. Um, tell us about kind of how it happened or how what took place or all that all that stuff. Okay. Well, for me, I remember. Um I went to bed fine, and I woke up the next day, and something was wrong with okay. me. Okay. Literally just got out the bed, took about four steps, fell to the floor, struggled to get up, dragged myself to the bathroom. Um, what was your immediate reaction? I was, I was really terrified. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. You know, I'm like, I'm healthy, mm-hmm. I'm active, mm-hmm. I'm young. What is going on with my body? You know, because I went to the doctor at least three, four times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was a complete shock for me. Um, my dad, he called 911, got to the hospital. I was in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And the doctors informed me that I was having a mini stroke. 
it made no sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, because had, by, by all accounts, you you were healthy. I mean, you you look like you're in phenomenal shape now. Right. Never had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. <laughs> Nothing. None of that. Mm-hmm. So the doctors were, we don't get what's going on with this young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the MRIs, and they discovered I had spots on my brain, um, which, which is, you know, is, turned yep. into, yep. okay, well, she's clearly having a stroke. Mm-hmm. So I was in inpatient rehab for about a month. I did physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, three times a day. Um, So I had to learn how to do everything over, Mm -hmm. groom myself. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to walk all over again, Mm -hmm. speak all over again. Um, It was very intense. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very intense. And um, I was misdiagnosed with strokes for two and a half months. Wow. A month before my 31st birthday. My neurologist informed me that it wasn't strokes. Yeah. It was multiple sclerosis. So what was your time? What was your immediate reaction upon diagnosis? You know what? I was and already let me let me say this. <clears throat> if if you feel like we're crossing the line, just let us know. Oh no, no, you're good. You're you good. Know what I mean? All right. Um I was already doing a lot of research on my own. Mm-hmm. And I come to the conclusion that um MS and strokes, you know, um, that misdiagnosis was very prevalent. Sure. Mm. And I and, and because when it comes to the central nervous system, right, there are a lot of diseases or I'm guessing too. Right, that can occur. So um as far as like the blood work and the testing and getting the spinal tap done. That was when my neurologist came to the conclusion that this is MS. Um, so when she told me, I wasn't shocked, surprisingly. I did kind of tear up, but mm-hmm. I had to. Mm, I'm a, I'm yeah, you're going to tough it out. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to deal with this, you know. Um, and my life just flashed before my eyes because for someone to tell you that you have a chronic illness. Sure. Mm. Especially when you lost your parent mm-hmm. to a chronic illness. Yeah. Your whole perspective on life, it drastically changes. Sure. Um, you just think about your future and yeah. all the little things that you used to stress over before yeah. mean nothing. Sure. Right. So one of the big things that we do <laughs> and we kind of pride ourselves on within this podcast is having some type of relatability. And we don't want to make light of the situation at all, but we want to talk about like, everyday occurrences um that our juicers can relate to so in specifically you mentioned this briefly upstairs but i didn't kind of comment because i wanted you to say it on the mic um how does this affect just dating oh hey and i <laughs> during the i mean when you and that's a great question aaron i was thinking the same thing like how does that affect your, your dating and like do you tell someone just like we talked about with yes. identifying? Yeah, yeah. Do you tell somebody early on, or is it like a let me make sure you're invested in me before I just tell you what's going on with me? You know that's interesting because I actually had like quite a few guys reach out to me while I was in the hospital, and I'm like, dude, do you know what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. You trying to holler at me? But I said, yeah. oh, okay, well, maybe he is um, sincere. Sure. You know, maybe he really does care. Because uh, <laughs> unless, unless, no, no, unless they look at it as, oh, well, 
She's vulnerable right yeah. now. Like, right. Like, nigga, so let me just slide I, in the door. If I can get I in now. She, right. That'd be terrible. By, by, the, by the time exactly. she get right, nigga, I'm going to be beating the motherfucking guts, nigga. People are like, terrible. People it's like, like let me get her while she down for the count right now. But Not saying recover, that was the case, but that <laughs> could be. Was. And well, I, yeah, the there you is, go. You just never know what people' um, true intentions could be, mm-hmm. and so I do. I question everything. I overanalyze everything. Sure. This was before the MS. Yeah. So now it's on an all-time high. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started back dating. Really. The beginning of this year. Okay, so let's do this. Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> take us through. Take us through the conversation. Uh, obviously, it doesn't need to be brought up up front. Right. Let's say we five or six dates in. He kissing, touching on your booty and shit. Ah! Right. <laughs> Why you had to go? There? You're like, wait. I be- gotta tell you because something. because after he start really touching on your booty, you gonna man. I'm I'm thinking about giving this nigga some ass. So you get in that mindset, and he was like, "Before I cross that line, uh, and I think we've we've been in this. We're grown, so we've been in this three, four months, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to have this conversation with him. How are you saying that to me? If I'm if I'm old boy, right? What what is that like? Personally, I'm not going to wait five to six. Okay. Days. Okay. I feel like that's just way too far. I get it. I get um, it. One thing about me, I'm very open. Okay. And that could be a problem mm. at times because everyone can't handle that. Sure. But that's just that's just my demeanor. So. So tell us. I'm going to. Tell how are you, you? How are you saying that? The to first me? date. Honestly. Okay. And my friends have told me, well, maybe you should just. Don't you think you should just wait? Yeah. Because you don't want that person to define you as the MS girl. Sure. That's true. Um, and I, I, get, I that. get that. Yeah. I feel like it's pros and cons to then it. Then they only see your illness. And that's right? it. Mm. And that's it. And so that's another thing that I have to take into consideration. How are you communicating that? Um, me, it's, it's just one of those things. Tell me. I'm, I'm old boy. Okay. We're just talking about life. Nigga, what you like to eat? We're talking about our experiences, mm. what we're looking for in a mate. Sure. Um, what our um, intentions are, mm-hmm. um, what we've been through in the past year or so. Sure. And then so for then me, it comes up. It, it just comes up. It's just a natural thing. I've been going so, through this so, for two years. So get there with me. I, I kind of want to know. He want to know that, exactly what you're how, saying. So I, you he say, wants to know what's been going on with me. No, 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 no. I know. I want to know how how you present your um your your diagnosis to uh, like another did you person. say. You know, I live, I'm living with MS. Or if he says like, oh, like, what do you, you know, what did you do last month? And you yeah. say, oh, I had to go to the hospital actually because da, yeah. da, da. Like, how does that work? How does that work? Yeah. Oh, we, um, usually I'll just, I'll mention that, um, you know, I've had like a, a rough year or two mm, with okay. recovery and that, you know, and I leave it open for, then they'll ask, well, you know, what do you mean? You know, can you tell me more about that? Mm-hmm. And I'll mention that, you know, I was diagnosed with MS. I'll go into it just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're either nervous <laughs> or, you know, scared or, you know, they want, they're intrigued by that. Sure. They want to know more. They want to be educated. Okay. It really just depends on the person. But for me, so let, let's, I, I go into it just like that. I promise right. you. So let's, let's role play. I'm the date, right? <laughs> I'm the date. You're male. 
Um, so you ready? I, I guess. So I'm going to get the steak tonight. What are you thinking about eating? I don't know. I think I'll just go with the fish. The fish is good. The fish is good. So, man, and last year last year was, was fucking phenomenal. I think this year is going to be even more of a better year. Um, so how have things been with you? Like, tell me about your life. Tell me about how your year went. Um, what challenges are you facing? What's what's going on? I want to know more about you. Is that a question you ask on a date? What challenges are you facing? <laughs> that sounds like an interview. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying anything's wrong. I'm just yeah. Aaron, Aaron's been out of the game for a while, so no, 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 no. Seriously, like I didn't mean to interrupt the role play, but nah. what challenges are you facing? Right, at, at this at this First age, date? maybe maybe I'm. Sheesh. I mean, I maybe I'm. <laughs> got into my business it a little bit but like but whatever i mean when i say challenges are you facing like i'm, gonna I'm, I'm just that i'm just trying that. to figure out like what are people going through That's i'm always question. i'm always interested in what people are going through because for me how people face adversity t- try to tell me more about the person so I'm always interested in what people are going through. Adversity so that's a normal like character. that's and a normal question for me. action what challenges are you facing this year go What is that? And um, basically, it's an autoimmune disease. Like AIDS? No. But, well. <laughs> that is what. I know it is. Yeah. You, you go autoimmune. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, and no. But let me break it down for you. Section. Right. Right. So, <laughs> basically, in MS, your immune system, it attacks your central nervous system. That is your brain your optic nerve, and your spine. Mm-hmm. And your nerve fibers in your body, they're protected by this fatty coating called the myelin sheath. Mm-hmm. When, this is a, when this is attacked, um, it disrupts your um, pretty much your entire body. Mm-hmm. Everything from your speech to your behavior, um, the way you walk. Um, you'll experience everything from fatigue paralysis, so cognitive ha- thinking Has issues. all that affected you? It, it has. It hit me all at one time at the beginning of my diagnosis. Um, but through treatment and recovery, I managed to get back on my feet. So can so, you still like drive knowing that at any moment that you can have no offense to this, an episode? Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to think about that. Sure. You know, my condition is in remission. Okay. Thank God. The only thing that bothers me, I have tingling and numbness in my right hand and my right foot. Other than that, I can do everything when you say that I was doing before. Tingling and numbness, is that like your arm fell asleep, that type of feeling? or It's more like when you hit your funny bone, you know, that throbbing mm. feeling. Yeah. I have that all the time. It never goes away. Jesus. Never goes away. Um. But I continue to just live my life and live a healthier lifestyle. And I don't let MS define me. Sure. And I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me because I'm battling this disease. Um, because honestly, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. You know, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. My family didn't see it coming. And, um, yeah, that's my that's my situation. So whoever I'm involved with, you know, I'm hoping that they're supportive. Sure. They could, you know, stand by my side and and learn more about the disease and educate their family and friends about it. But um, it's very important for me to have a strong support system. And um, 
this is too much for you. Sure. Then it was nice meeting you, brother. So that was a good role play. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut it there. Um, just just for for the juices out there to make it. Uh, you know, just trying to bring a little bit more awareness to to the cause. And of course, I mentioned it. We're we're raising funds uh, for MS, and one of my main motivations for raising funds was uh, a few years back. I saw Mel's post and was like, what the fuck is happening? You know, um, obviously, I think I mentioned on the podcast a few times, like my dad had been through, my dad had a heart attack. Obviously, um, obviously, there were complications there. Um, but when I saw her, I was like, what the fuck? What? Damn. Shit fucked me up. Like, what What the fuck is this? And then to see your kind of road to recovery, I thought you was at the Shepherd Center. Um, but you said you was at the Cap Medical. Uh, we talked about Shepherd Center last week. <laughs> Um, so that, that was a big thing for me. And I get, I always draw it. Uh, it's always a gray area here, but how is that just affecting kind of your day to day life? How is MS like, I'm not trying to say like, you're not the same person or you can't do it. I'm, I'm just trying to get, oh, you got to turn on your mic, turn on your mic, turn on your mic, turn on Oh shit. Well, while, while we're getting the mic situation worked out, I think, like you mentioned, Ace Boone, with my go. sister um, having yeah. MS, one of the first things that when she told me, I kind of immediately, you know, it may be selfish, but went into yeah. how hereditary is it? You know what I mean? Oh, because, yeah. you know, that that's still a concern. And, you know, just any likelihood, you know, we have a lot of the same genes. So I went and looked into it and thought, you know, are there any symptoms that maybe I should be noticing? And, you know, when I started to go talk to just my GP or whatever, just telling like, you know, my sister was recently diagnosed. So just so you have that on record that, you know, that's something that I'm concerned with. So even if it may or may not be every time I might have like a spasm here or a spasm there, like a tingling in my foot or something like that, I'm thinking. Does that cross your mind? It crosses my mind all the time. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't know because, you know, symptoms don't always there's not like a a pebble being thrown at you it's like sometimes they all come upon you or it could be something that you're just kind of shrugging off because you don't know what it is or thinking it's a normal body thing but I just remember my sister saying you know she was I think she was like in her mid-30s when her onset happened and she was like walking down some stairs at work and she just lost the ability to walk and she fell down those stairs at work and because now she's a risk at work, she ended up losing her job and it turned into a whole big thing. Oh. She went to the doctor and got diagnosed. And so it turned into, but it's something that I'm always hypercognizant of. Like, could this happen to me? Sure. You know what I mean? And I don't know if there are any warning signs that I should be looking for, but you know, with that being my sister, it's something I'm thinking about. Mm, I, Mel, I, I, definitely, you touch on that a little I bit. definitely tell people, um, if something is going on with your body, mm-hmm. Pay attention to it. Sure. Take your butt to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Real talk. Black people. And it was we, so, we don't really like to go to the doctor, we don't. especially black men. What's so crazy, man? We just we'll talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. All day and night. But for me. I'm scared to go to the doctor right now because I think they're going to do the prostate. They got to stick a finger in his butt. They got to stick a finger in my butt. But you need to get it done. Um, As far as. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready. Let them finger your butt. Okay. <laughs> I get a physical every year for my birthday. Just a finger. This a year, finger. I'm not getting. I'm scared because one of my bros, they cornered him in, and he got a he got he got the prostate exam. 
And I they, was <laughs> They didn't I, pin him in a corner. Nigga, they pinned that nigga in the corner. And I was planning on getting that done at 40. But anyway. Would you rather no, no, them no. finger your Get booty hole now. or okay. And that's another thing. We try to put things that's on hold. Ace Boone Doctor wants to go in his ass. <laughs> but nah, bro. Nah, on, on, some, on some real, on some real. So LJ, LJ's not on the mic, but his question was with, with prostate. We'll get back to MS. I'm sorry about that. Um, with prostate, he was asking, could they just go through the blood? And I, from my understanding, I, I think it's literally you got to get a, I don't know the proper term, but a, a, a rectum a, exam. A rectum exam. Um, okay, and it's just one of those things as a man that you gotta go through. That you gotta go through, and me personally, uh, I'm just not ready. Thank God for young age, twenty yeah. nine. And this from a guy who y'all stick stuff in people holes all the time. And this from a guy who was gonna get fixed. Young age so. doesn't mean you anything, gonna go guys. fixed. You're not a puppy. You hmm? gonna go um dang, yeah vasectomy? Yeah, I'm going vasectomy after I have a couple kids yeah. too. Yeah, so uh, that's that. Back to MS. Um, let's, let's get. Let's I know. Get. On another note. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, as far as warning signs, mm-hmm. like I said, man, the night before, I worked out. Yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy, son. I went to bed and I was fine. Um, now, when I think about things in retrospect, I don't know. It could have been. Did you see it anything? It could have been little stuff. Yeah. You know, um, now I can say my my right hand it does get a little shaky, mm-hmm. and I remember experiencing that in my past, but I didn't think nothing of it. Right, it was like oh it's it's a nerves issue, mm-hmm. who knows? And I kind of just forgot about it and yeah. moved on. Um, because you just kind of say this is what my body does. So like you know right. the body's confusing. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I let it go. I don't remember ever having a conversation with a doctor mm-hmm. about it because it was never bad. Yeah. But it could have been a little sign. Sure. Who knows? But like I said before, I got, you know, blood work, physicals. Yeah. All that stuff. All that. No one ever had a conversation with sure. me about a vitamin D deficiency. Come to find out, you know, that's very prevalent yeah. in the African-American community. Sure. So... Um, the knowledge that I have acquired, it makes me paranoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I can... everything that I eat, it may be contributing to my mm, illness. Sure. You you just never know. So um, not I don't please don't take this. I don't I don't want to sound ignorant at all. Mm-hmm. But you know, you 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 study something, I'm raising money for this, so I'm trying to become as knowledgeable as possible. And I think as a natural result, like I woke up and my arm was asleep the other day. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm freaking out really? because the first all I could, because I'm doing so much research on this. All I could think about was, oh, God, I hope it's not that yeah. my my wife was like, oh, my neck is stiff. And all I'm thinking about was, oh, neck, spinal, uh, with how much feeling do you yeah. have? So oh, it, it, wow. it's shit. It's kind of like a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, it, it messes you. Up, right? That shit fucked you up, yeah. and I don't mean that. No, but it, it does. to be offensive. All yeah. honesty, um, it, it really does. Now and I have friends; they reach out to me and they say, "You know, I've been experiencing a lot of fatigue." Yeah, and fatigue is like one of the main. Um, yes, I do know that. I do know MS. that. And that MS fatigue is no joke. Hmm. Man, like a, from what I you don't want to do anything. You from can what do the, the doctors told me, yes. Task. It's, you know, something as, as little as taking the dishes out the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You do that, you're drained for about five, six, seven hours. Yeah. You just want to go to sleep. 
Um, right now, I don't go through that anymore. Okay. Well, good. Thank God. 2015, it was real. 2015 was real. You know, it, it, it was really tough, but I know people that um, they have fatigue really bad. Sure. But if you're on treatment, it helps, you know, manage those, um, those symptoms. And like I said before, MS is different for everyone. Have you heard the, um, the spoons analogy? Like there's a story about the spoons. So I have an ex that lives with a chronic illness and she was telling me about this, this story that like basically somebody wrote and basically it say her friend, a girl's friend walked up to her and was like, you know, what is it like? And I think, I think she might've been talking about MS. She was like, what is it like to live with MS every day? And her friend was like, think about it like this. She was like, when I wake up every day, I have 11 spoons that I have to live throughout the day. And imagine every time you do a task, you lose a spoon, right? So she was like, so I wake up in the morning and just the fact that I get out of bed, that's one spoon. She was like, now you, as an able-bodied person who does not have a chronic illness, you have unlimited spoons. So if you want to get up out the bed and you want to jump around, you can do all of that. But I know I wake up every day with a limited amount of spoons. So she was like, so I can decide, all right, I know I have all of these things to do today. Do I want to waste a spoon on making up the bed? Because I know that's going to wear me out. Mm. But I know I have to go to, you know, you know, cheerleading practice after school or whatever. Or so she's like, so just think about the fact that I want to cook myself a meal. That's another spoon. And so she's like, or should I just get a, you know, oatmeal bar and call it a day? Or do I need to cook something to get me the nutrients that I need to make it throughout the day? But I know cooking is going to cost me two spoons. So now I got nine spoons to make it through the day and I haven't even left the house yet. So she was like, so think about the fact that because, you know, people talk about the invisible illnesses that everybody carries around with them. And, you know, they vary to different gr- different degrees and some could be Because physical. you can't see them as, right? You can't see them. But if you think about, like, any, uh, any Unless illness, a person is wheelchair bound. Exactly. Or they, so, like, they have a cane. Sure. They, like sometimes you just can't see stuff. Like like my mom has rheumatoid arthritis. That's an invisible. You know, she unless she's walking with her cane, then you don't know that she's struggling with pain all the time unless she tells you. So they was like, think about those illnesses that we cannot see a physical as as spoons, a limited amount of spoons. And she she just went throughout in the story. She goes throughout her whole day saying what she's expending spoons on. You know, walking to class because I think this person was in college. Walking to class. Then you want to hang out with your friends they want to go out for drinks but you know if you you know you drink something that's going to counteract your medicine it's going to be completely throw off everything so now that's four spoons you know you need to do laundry living an adult with a limited amount of energy what she's calling spoons and just ability to do things but being hyper cognizant of it because she has a chronic illness and i just when my when my ex told me about that it just kind of blew me away because it's like the privilege that we take for granted as being for granted you know presumably held and you really think about that. Yeah. And I th- no. that really I think about that all the time when I think about the invisible illnesses that people live with, whether it be a mental disorder or whether it be something physical, just think that people are walking around with varying abilities to do to live their lives and we take that for granted. For sure. So um, I just thought that for was sure, for sure. I tell people when I can get up in the morning, take a shower, put on my clothes. <laughs> it's a good day, right? Uh, it is a great day because I remember when I couldn't do those things. It's crazy. When I had a nurse taking care of me, it was it was embarrassing. And um, I really was at my lowest point because I was battling insurance companies. Sure. Yeah. You know, I was waiting to start treatment. 
I couldn't work. Um, majority of my family is in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Only my father is here. And um, I have a few cousins. And my brother and my sister-in-law, they live in Hilton Head. Um, and when I tell you my friends were so supportive, mm -hmm. had my back, like, it just blew me away how much love I received. Um, shout out to everyone that came to see me in the hospital. Hit me up on Facebook. You getting a lot of love yeah. on Gave Facebook right now. Gave me a right call. Yeah. Plenty of love right I'm now. I'm telling yeah. you, I had so many people come to the hospital. It blew me away. Like nurses would come in and say, "We haven't had a patient that had all these visitors before." Like, That's amazing. And I said, "Man, God, you know, you done, you done showed out, <laughs> you know." Because I had to tell my dad, like, "Look, you could take a break. You know, my people, they got me." Yeah. Um, people I haven't seen in years, y'all, came to the hospital. Um, and I kind of felt like, you know, I feel like everything does happen for a reason, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. The fact that I was able to bring everyone together. Sure. Um, um, and just people just showing love to me and me catching up with people. Because for a long time, I used to travel. Mm -hmm. People could never catch me. I would be in a, in a major city every two weeks. So for the first time in my life, I couldn't do anything. I was at a standstill. Mm -hmm. And it stressed me out because I felt like everyone else's life is, is moving on. And me, I can't do anything. You know, I'm broken down right now. Yeah. Um, when I tell y'all I listen to Les Brown every day when I was in the hospital. Shout out to Les. What? Yeah. The super motivational yeah. speaker. That's dope. Man. Whatever it took to get through, right? Right, whatever it took to get through. And um, for me, I was just like, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to get back on my feet. And my physical therapist and my occupational therapist, I'm good friends with them till this day. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, oh, y'all are not going to get rid of me. You help me get back on my feet. True story. Um, but they told me, they said, a lot of patients, they end up losing hope once they leave rehab. Uh, mm -hmm. I can see that. Because you have to push yourself. You got to push yourself. So the challenge for me was when I got out the hospital. How am I going to get my, my life back in order? And um, to be honest, it took, what, a year and a half. Crazy. A year and a half. So you just think about all the, the things that you take for granted. And, you know, when people see me, I just want them to, like, look, you know, count your blessings. Sure. Appreciate the, the wonderful people you have in your life. Um, because tomorrow is not promised. You may have everything going on great right now, but what happens when you get hit with something unexpectedly? How are you going to recover from it? Makes sense. Um, so, yeah. You know, I just tell people... Um, just to be strong, man. Ad adversity, it builds character. For sure. No doubt. No Full doubt. circle. Yep, yep. Hey, big shout out to Mel joining us, man. We appreciate your transparent conversation on um, on multiple sclerosis. So we're going to challenge all of our juicers um, to make sure you donate um, to raise awareness for Please the cause. Please donate. We'll put the, uh, we'll put the link and uh, in the Hen and Apple Juice bio. It is it'll be in my bio as well. Um, just click anything you can share, uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five dollars, whatever that number is for you to make you feel like you've donated. Everything is uh we're five hundred one C three organization, so everything is tax deductible. But uh, I'm challenging the juicers um who are who listen and understand uh that we really need to raise awareness for uh for this disease that's not been detected. And I can guarantee you that someone 
indirectly has been uh, has been affected by MS, or you you know you know someone who's been affected by MS. So we're gonna leave it on that, man. Um, hit the link, donate some money, make it happen. We appreciate y'all rocking out with us. Yeah, we'll catch y'all next motherfucking week. I was on the plane with the wine. You can call me Whitley. I go to Hill Main. I was on the plane with the wine. You can call me Whitley. I go to Hill Main. Listen, I'm the baddest in the school, the baddest in the game. Excuse me, honey, but nobody's in my lane. When you was in New York, you was fucking a Yankee. I was fucking with bass. I was pitching to Frankie. These bitches so cranky. Give them a hanky. My mommy, I'm cold. Give me my blankie. Flyer than a kite. I get higher than Rapunzel. Keep the snow white. I could buy it by the bundle. Left your cookies up. Before they crumble Don't be acting like the Cardinals are gon' bumble Cause I'm a stealer Fresh up out the dealer All the dope boys gon' feel her Flow so sick I need a healer Fuck this my Mac concealer I be out in Queens on the back of four We, 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 we wheelers I'm a big deal That's why I get more head than a pigtail Put the ranch, I'm getting the munchies I think I have a rap bitch for my untrained Shit the Bitches is my sons And I'ma go and get some bibs for them A couple formulas, little pretty lids on them If I had a dick, I would pull it out and piss on them Let me shake it off I just signed a couple deals, I might break you off And we ain't making up, I don't need a mediator Just let them bums blow steam Radiator That was a great
on the bitch like auctions Cause we pack shows, so ticks like Boston You see me in the lobby taking pics and flossing After every pic, gotta fix my corset I ain't running this shit, I am so exhausted Better up bitches, but approach with caution You be talking slick and honestly, I can see why You don't know me and I ain't talking about T.I. Just when they thought I was done for the winner I came out stunting, I'm such a big spinner I do everything, but nope, I'm not a Gemini My life's a move, it take me to the cinema Take me out to the ball game Cause you know I only fuck with ballers Yep, them is my type of nigga shot callers I've been around the world, I touch a bad, bad girl I got the Austin Power flow, I'm groovy, bitches And nope, you're no match for my Uzi, bitches I tell my raps down so I don't lose these bitches Say some sex shit, like wetter than jacuzzi, bitches <laughs> I'm starting to feel like a dungeon dragon Look at my show footage, how these girls be spazzing So fuck I look like getting back to a has-been Yeah, I said it, has-been Hang it up, flat screen <laughs> Plasma, hey nigga, hey nigga, asthma I got the pumps, it ain't got medicine I got bars, sentencing I'm a bad bitch, I'm a cunt And I'll kick that hoe, punt Force trauma, blunt You play the back, bitch, I'm in the front You need a job, this ain't cutting it Nicki Minaj is who you ain't fucking with You little frag of I'll beat you with a padlock I am a movie, camera block You out of work, I know it's tough but enough is enough. Like a dungeon dragon. 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 Like I bees in the trap, beat bees in the trap. Man, I'm been did that. Man, I'm been popped out. And if she ain't tryna give it up, she get dropped out. Let me bust that UV, bitch, bust that open. Might spend a couple thousand just to bust that open. Rip it off, no joking. Like your name, Hulk Hogan. Niggas move weight in the south, but living Hoboken. Bitch, I spit that crap, like I'm in that trap. So if you need a hit, then I'm with that bag. Bitches ain't shit and they ain't say nothing. A hundred motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I bees in the trap, beat bees in the trap. I bees in the trap, beat bees in the trap. I let you with the beats when I'm looking to get rich. Okay. You fucking with the keys and I play the clarinet. Ooh. I guess you must have heard I'm the baddest bitch around. So it is going down like a motherfucking frown. And it is going up when you see me in my skirt. When they see me, I go up. Leave them bitches in the dirt. When they see me, they go, oh, yeah, that bitch did piss and work. And I'm fucking with the beat. So I make that pussy squirt. Squirt, 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 squirt. I'ma make that pussy if you want it, come and get it You can have it for dessert You can eat it with some cherries Like you eating Ben and Jerry's And uh-uh, this isn't scary This is very necessary I guess I'm bad, bunch of bitches Come for rolling with me <laughs> 
It's going down, down, party, pushing a pink Ferrari. I raised through Africa just to see the safari. I am the baddest in America, thicker than a cherry crop. Just as Erica, the black Sarah Jessica. Don't be touch messaging me. I never check my messages. Only thing you can ask me is how I want my sandwiches. I want more cheese, lots and lots of cheese. And when I'm on the stage, I'm with SBs. And when you see my luggage, it say LVs. And when I'm on the plane, it's so empty. Hmm, that's why all those female rappers envy. <laughs> Serious, man, these bitches delirious All these bitches inferiors I just pimp my interiors I just pick up and go Might pick up a hoe Might give conversation If you kick up the toe Never mind my money Never mind my sex Every bitch wanna be me You can find them in sex Pink Friday to Millie Super bass triple black When you see me on Ellen Just admit that I'm winning Do a show for Versace They request me by name And if they don't get naked It just won't be the same When I'm sitting with Anna I'm really sick Sitting with Anna, ain't a metaphor punchline. I'm really sitting with Anna. Front row with Oscar, De La Renta posture. Ain't a bitch that could do it. Not even my imposter. Put these bitches on lockout. Where the fuck is your roster? I pull up in that new new narrow narrow imposter. Shake my head, yo, I'm mad. Ain't a bitch in my zone. In the middle of nowhere, I just feel so alone. Got the certification, cause it come with the stone. But this ice is so cold. It should come on the go. It should come on the go. It should come on the go. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Bumblebees, football, and they all wanna fumble me. I was the 32 D's and my dungarees. Can I have a couple more cucumbers, please? Now I'm that bitch, now I'm the bad witch. I need a lot of cheese up on my sandwich. Just got a new boyfriend, he's Papilla Pew. And he just bought me two just happy shoes. That's one for the right and one for the left. Yes to the left, left to the left. Now we should all go to Jerry Springer. And you can put that ring up on my middle finger. Anyway, little nigga, don't test the kid Even Maury Povich couldn't test the kid Even R. Kelly couldn't touch the kid And even with all your bars, you couldn't text the kid Anyway, little nigga, don't test the kid Even Maury Povich couldn't test the kid Even R. Kelly couldn't touch the kid And even with all your bars, you couldn't text the kid I got a pool that I never even swam in Airports that you bitches never land in They be like, what you doing, Nikki Brandon? Suck a cockpit, prepare for landing I'm Brandon, I ain't talking about Presley I keep a sniper, I ain't talking about Wesley Why these bitches so press beat? Open my trunk, all I gotta do is press beat I'ma violate your asses like Chris Stokes I'm a Sandro Pay on a big boat On my way to make a billy like a big goat Pull my dick out case you bitches get a slick throat I never fucked Wayne, I never fucked Drake All my life, man, fuck's sake If I did, I'd menage with him and let him eat my ass like a cupcake My man fool, he just ate I don't duck nobody but tape Yeah, that was a setup for a punchline on duct tape what, 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 Worry about if my butt fake Worry, worry about y'all niggas are straight These girls are my sons, John, John and Kate Plus eight, when I walk in, sit up straight I don't give a fuck if I was late 
Dinner with my man on a G5 is my idea of an update. Hut, hut one, hut, hut two. Big titties, big butt two. Fuck, fuck with them real niggas who don't tell niggas what they up to. Had to shout bitches where the top is. Rang, rang finger where the rock is. These, these hoes couldn't test me, even if their name was Pop Quiz. Mad bitches who I fuck with. Mad bitches we don't fuck with. I don't fuck with them chickens unless they last name is Cutlet. Let it soak in. Like seasoning, and tell them bitches blow me. Lance, even, even.